Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Tuesday, February 26th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Today, England's opposition leader Jeremy Corbyn opens the door to a new referendum on Brexit. U.S. Vice President Mike Pence travels to Latin America to support opposition leader Juan Guaido. And Tesla chief Elon Musk lands in legal trouble again after tweeting potentially market-moving information. Then, the FT's Anna Nicolau explains what this year's Academy Awards signal about broader business trends in the film industry. I'm Jennifer Siegel, and here's the news you need to start your day. Britain's main opposition party has raised the prospect of a reversal on Brexit. Jeremy Corbyn announced late on Monday that his party would back a new referendum on whether Britain should leave the EU. Corbyn made the announcement at a meeting of Labour MPs after coming under pressure from his own supporters. It's his clearest contrast to date with Prime Minister Theresa May's push to leave the EU. Senior Labour figures, including Emily Thornberry and John McDonnell, indicated that they would back a second referendum and that they would campaign to remain in the EU. The support for a referendum marks a shift for Mr. Corbyn, who has previously resisted calls for another vote. Today, the Labour Party will introduce an amendment proposing its own plan for Brexit, which is expected to be rejected by the House of Commons on Wednesday. The party's contingency plan is to support a second referendum. I'm Gideon Long. I'm the Andean correspondent for the Financial Times. And I'm here in the Colombian capital, Bogota, where a meeting has just ended of the group of Lima nations. And they've been discussing what to do about the crisis in Venezuela. Now, the group of Lima is a block of 14 countries covering most of the Americas. And they meet regularly to discuss Venezuela. But this meeting was special for three reasons. Firstly, it was the first one attended by Juan Guaido. He's the leader of the Venezuelan opposition and the head of the country's congress. Mr Guaido was warmly welcomed here in Bogotá. He defied a travel ban imposed by the Maduro government just to get here. The second reason why this meeting was important is that it was intended by US Vice President Mike Pence. Now, the US isn't a member of the Group of Lima, but he was invited as a guest And he blasted the Maduro regime and he urged Latin American countries to do more to isolate it. He also said Washington would impose further financial sanctions on Caracas within the next few days. The third reason why this meeting was important is it comes after a chaotic attempt on Saturday by Mr Guaido and his supporters to deliver humanitarian aid to Venezuela. The security forces stopped the aid convoys and opened fire on them with tear gas and rubber bullets. Mr Guaido says he wants all options left on the table, implying the military option should be considered. But most countries at this meeting rejected the use of force. Brazil, for example, said that under no circumstances would it allow the US to intervene in Venezuela from its territory. According to some reports in the US, the Trump administration has asked the UN Security Council to meet to discuss Venezuela, possibly as early as Tuesday. The U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission has asked a judge to find Elon Musk in contempt of court over two tweets he posted last week that contained potentially market-moving information. The SEC says Mr. Musk violated a legal settlement that he and the company agreed to just four months ago after he tweeted what was later deemed a false and misleading claim about a Tesla buyout. The settlement stipulates that all of Mr. Musk's written communication directed to shareholders must first be vetted by Tesla's general counsel. 
Six days ago, Mr. Musk posted on Twitter that Tesla would produce 500,000 cars this year. Then, more than four hours later, he tweeted again, walking back on his original post. In a second tweet, Mr. Musk said he meant to say that the company would hit a weekly production rate of 500,000 annually by the end of 2019. According to an SEC complaint filed in federal court late yesterday, Mr. Musk told regulators that he did not get approval before sending the first tweet. The SEC argued he would have been in contempt even if he had not made a slip in the tweet, since the information he was trying to give amounted to new market information. And here's a closer look at a story we're following. The Academy Awards ceremony over the weekend has highlighted the increasing competition between Netflix and traditional film studios. The streaming giant has spent the last year trying to become a force in film, and that push resulted in 15 nominations at this year's Oscar Awards. But the awards were split pretty evenly across studios. And despite Netflix throwing its weight behind Roma, a critically acclaimed drama about a maid in 1970s Mexico, the film didn't win Best Picture. The FT's U.S. media correspondent Anna Nicolau says there's a business case for winning awards as friction continues to grow between Netflix and the major studios. Netflix is making a big push into movies. They're investing billions of dollars, taking on debt to make that investment. But at the Oscars on Sunday night, its film Roma didn't manage to snag the coveted Best Picture award. So what's what's sort of the significance of that, that it didn't get that award, despite winning four others? Yeah, I think, I mean, as you mentioned, they did win four awards, which is a very strong showing. I think one reason why it was viewed as a disappointment is surely because Netflix put so much effort into campaigning for Roma to win Best Picture. So I think that's probably one of the big reasons why there's this disappointment now, even though objectively they did pretty well at the Oscars, considering, you know, they haven't really pushed into film that much beyond this past year. I think it's symbolic more than anything, because this would have been the first time that a technology company would have won the highest prize in Hollywood. I think that's why people were sort of nervous ahead of time. Considering this is this was kind of the first year they really pushed into film, it's hard to say this was a failure. If Roma had won the Best Picture category, which it lost to Green Book, what would that have signaled if they had taken home that top prize? I mean, I think a lot of people thought that that would be kind of the exclamation point on their invasion of Hollywood, because again, this is the most prestigious award you can get in the film industry. There's also a business case for this. Netflix is a subscription-based business. So in their view, the better content they have, the more people that will sign up or stay on as subscribers. And so they're right now competing with all the big film studios. In addition to that, you have all these tech companies like Amazon. We know Apple's also coming out with something soon. So there's a lot of competition right now for the best scripts and the most talented filmmakers. And I think that there's still kind of a stigma around Netflix versus a traditional studio. Because Netflix obviously can come in with a lot of money. But if you really care about awards, which a lot of people in Hollywood do, now Netflix can come to people and say, we also, you can win an Oscar with us. And taking a step back, what are some of the larger trends that we're seeing in the film industry On paper, things look quite good. Last year, box office sales were up 7% in the U.S. There's just endless demand for content because all these companies are trying to compete to get people's attention online. But the other side of it, which I picked up a lot when I was in L.A. a few weeks ago, is that there's a lot of anxiety about extreme change happening very quickly. So you have Netflix 
and Amazon and probably Apple coming in and just really upending the way things are done and pouring all this money in. On the other side, you have Disney, which they are not going to own the Fox studio. So they're only going to get bigger. Netflix is what has driven a lot of the consolidation in the industry. I think a lot of people view this as a Disney versus Netflix battle right now. Beyond Disney and Netflix, I think that's that's the more interesting question in a way is who will be left over if those two create this kind of duopoly, then will everyone just have to be making content for them? Amazon has been a bit more quiet recently. I definitely wouldn't count them out. And then you also have Apple, which continues to be rumored to be putting out something in the coming months. Facebook also rumors about them trying to create some kind of Netflix play. AT&T and Warner Media should not be discounted. They have a ton of content. And then Comcast and Universal Pictures. It does seem like right now everyone's trying to catch up to Netflix because they created this business model and this is now the model. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. Today we'll be following testimony from Federal Reserve Chairman Jay Powell. He'll be questioned by the Senate Banking Committee on the central bank's handling of the economy. This has been your FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Did you know the Capital Ideas podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin? Through the words and experiences of investment professionals, you'll discover who was their best mentor, what's a mistake they made that changed their approach, and how do they find their next great idea? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation... Partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024.